What's up, guys? Welcome to my episode, episode nine. Are we at ten? No, we're at nine. I'm pretty sure. If I'm, if we're at ten, then ten. But I think we're at nine. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you guys coming to this, to my podcast. I hope you are all doing great. I hope you are doing swell. I am doing good. Uh, I hope you have a good weekend. I'm having a good weekend so far, even though it just started. Tomorrow, I'm going to a bar for the first time in God knows how long. I can't even remember. But uh, my boss said someone he knows, a band, is playing, and would I want to go? And I was like, you know what? I haven't been out in a long time. Why not? I should have fun. Sometimes you got to let loose and have fun. And apparently the bar that they're playing at is a bar that I thought closed a long time ago. That I used to play open mic nights at, which is, if you don't know what an open mic is, it's basically, you go there, you sign up, and you get to play two songs. You and your acoustic guitar, or you could tell jokes, or you could sing a cappella. you could do whatever you want. You can't have a full band, though, they're not going to wait for you to set up a band, you can't, they're not going to wait for you to set up a drum set and all that. No, it's more for, like, solo artists to show their talents. But I used to play there, and I just dropped something. Yeah, I used to play there a lot. I think it was like every Wednesday, but it was fun times. Definitely fun times. And I'm a little excited to go tomorrow, and part of me is like, oh, I want to stay home because that's just who I am. I'm a homebody. I like I like being home. I like being cozy. Cozy is my favorite word. It's a word I use quite a lot. Because it's something I love. I love being cozy. All them years of me going out, uh, you know, I reached a point where I don't like going out no more. But I figured I'd go. Anyway, let me shut up about it. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about time when I was sexually molested by a 40-year-old woman. Um, I don't know the proper term or the proper title for it, but... It was something, you know, I did talk about this on my main channel, but I want to do it again for the podcast, uh, maybe more in depth. So yeah, let's just get started. Um, so I'm 16, you know, me, my friends in our crazy age, all we did was skateboard, drink beer and eat. And that was it. That's all we did and have parties. And we met a girl. And she became our friend. Back then when you met a girl at 16, it was a huge deal. You were like, yeah, man, we were friends with a girl. Like, well, how exciting, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, then we started going to her house and drinking at her house. Her mom would let us over. Her mom was cool. She was one of them moms that would let kids drink at her house. Um, which I don't think is horrible. But now I probably do at my age now. I don't think I would do it. You know, I'm not going to jail just so some brats could drink. But it was fun times, you know. We didn't think nothing bad about it. She probably could have gotten in trouble. She definitely could have gotten in trouble. Supplying teenage boys with alcohol. Anyway, it was innocent. It was just for fun. It wasn't nothing crazy, you know, until later. So we would go there and drink almost every weekend. It was like what we all looked for. And back then, you know, it was harder to get beer. You couldn't just go to a store. You couldn't just 
you couldn't walk into a liquor store and buy alcohol because you're 16. You know, it's not legal. They're going to card you. They're not going to let you. You would have to find a homeless person and ask them if they would get you it and you'd give them the money. We had like, we had a guy we went to. His name was Solo. Solo, I love you. I don't know where you are in the world, but I hope you're doing good. We would get him sometimes and uh, he would get us beer and we would tip him money. Yes, this is what kids in the streets of America did to get booze back in the day. So anyway, we, you know, I don't, I can't remember if we did that before we met this new girl, this new friend, or after, but either way, it doesn't matter. The point is, we would go to her house and drink. And a lot of times when my friends would leave, I would stay there and hang out afterwards. And... I started talking to the mom, not in a weird way, not in a creepy way. Me and her mom would just talk like friends. Like I thought we were bonding. I felt kind of cool. Like, yeah, I'm 16. I could hold a conversation with a 40 year old woman. It made me feel good. Sometimes people your own age, 16 year olds are, you know, they're more immature. They don't, they can't talk as deep. And I found some kind of bond with this older woman. Once again, not in a creepy way. I wasn't thinking nothing creepy. I didn't have any sexual thoughts. No preconsumed ideas. Nothing. Just us talking. It was fun. And we talked. And that was it. Now, I might have been naive for thinking that. But nonetheless, that's how it went. So anyway, after a while, we started talking on AIM. That is AOL AIM. Back in the day, that was a big thing. You don't know what that is. It's basically text messaging on your computer. You know, back then you text, but not too much. It was like texting just became a thing. It was when you had to push each key like three times to get to the letter you wanted. So yeah, AIM was a huge deal. Everybody was, I used to be on AIM all day from like morning till night, unless I was going out. And I remember how exciting it would be if like someone you liked signed one and you would have a special notification sound for them. But it was, yeah, me and her started talking a lot. And I still didn't think it was weird. I still didn't think it was any ill intent or dirty or nothing like that. I just thought I was talking to someone as a friend. And that was it. So that went on for a little while. And then eventually, I forget how this this plan was made, but we planned to have me sleep over her house when her kids were at the dad's. Uh, they were getting a divorce and they weren't living together. And it was planned that I would go to her house and just stay over and we would drink and have fun. You know, I was known as the drinker back then. And I was like, yeah, sure, that'll be fun. That'll be cool. You know, we'll hang out. You know, it's like a slumber party, kind of. Innocent. I had no thoughts of that. Little did I know that she probably did. She did. She literally did. And uh, so one day we set a day to meet for her to pick me up. And uh, she picks me up on like Broad and Snyder or some, somewhere around there. And we drive to her apartment. And we rent or she rented a TV or something. She didn't have a TV, I forget, because she was just moving in there. So she rented a TV from the store Rent-A-Center where you go to rent shit if you don't 
want to keep it. You just want to use it for a little and then take it back. So she rented a TV, I think. It was either a TV or DVD player. She rented something. And then we went to the house and we were watching the Golden Girls, which is kind of funny when you think about when you put that in perspective. An old lady, a 16-year-old boy, and the Golden Girls. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of funny. You get you get the funny part about it. It's weird. Like, hey, let's watch Golden Girls. <laughs> you really are a grandma. <laughs> but Golden Girls is classic. R.I.P. Betty White. We love you. So we're watching the Golden Girls. And we're drinking. And I think we had vodka. I didn't drink vodka. I was a beer drinker. Vodka was too extreme for me. You know, that was that was like hard shit. That's still hard shit for me. And as 16, that was really hard shit for me. So, yeah, we're drinking and I'm getting drunk. I'm like getting drunk. She goes to the kitchen to make another drink or something. And I get up and go sit on the bed. The bed was right near the kitchen. It was like one of them studio apartments. And I'm just sitting on the bed like, man, I'm so drunk. Like, you know, how you're stumbling around and then you just sit down. So she sits down next to me. And she puts her hand towards down my pants. And I grab her hand. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, I'll never forget this. She looks me dead in the face and says, you know you want to. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I felt like, I didn't feel like I didn't want it. Like, I felt like, I mean, yeah, kind of, this is crazy. I never did nothing. I never had sex. I never had sex. I might have had, like, you know, other things, but not the full-blown oomph, oomph. And, uh, so I went with it, you know. And one thing led to another, da da da, and then that happened. We went all the way, and I just remember thinking afterwards, like, "What the hell just happened? Like, is this real?" I couldn't. I was still drunk, so I wasn't. You know, I was still kind of like, "What the hoot?" But the next day, I remember, like, I would remember waking up, and I'm like, "What the hell happened? Like, did this really happen?" I lost my virginity to a 40-year-old woman who happened to be my friend's mom. I mean, we weren't, like, best friends. We were more, like, acquaintances or whatever. But I just could not believe it. I was like, this is fucking crazy. And, of course, she tells me not to tell no one. And, of course, as a 16-year-old boy, I tell pretty much all my friends I got to brag about it. You know, like, that's major cool points. As as a 16-year-old boy, that's, like, insane. Unbelievably insane. So after that, she drops me off at home. And I remember we kiss when I get out of the car. Before I get out of the car, we kiss a peck on the lips. And I'm still thinking, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm planning on never talking to her again after this. Because it's weird. You know, once I get out of that car, that's it. In my head, I'm thinking, like, yeah, this is a one-and-done thing. This is not going to happen again. This is too crazy, too bizarre, too weird. I don't want it to happen again. 
and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't upset. I wasn't crying. It wasn't like those movies where it's like very dramatic. No, it was more like I was laughing about it and telling all my friends. And they're like, oh my God, you, you banged an old lady. And I was like, I can't believe it, dude. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to explain without sounding like a creep or a freak. Like, maybe it should have fucked me up. Maybe it should have made me feel weird or depressed or violated, but it didn't. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's normal. I don't know if I'm weird for not feeling like that. Or maybe because I'm a boy, it was more like a braggy thing. Like, yo, bro, you, you can't believe what I did. I'm a fucking pimp and all that. But... <laughs> In reality, now that I'm older, I see how messed up that is. All that shit of her talking, you know, us talking beforehand, getting to know me and all that was all bullshit. It was all to just to lead me to this, lead me to us doing it. It was planned. And that ain't the only time in my life things were planned. If you heard my narcissist episode, it's like, damn, am I just prone to people who trick me and play me like a fiddle? But this is a whole different story than that. So, yeah, like I remember she would say certain things like, I can't wait till you're 18 so we could be together and all this shit. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm not being with you. You're cool. I like talking to you and all, but we're not being together. I'm 16. I'm a kid. I have my whole life ahead of me. Like, I can't... I'm not being with my friend's mom in a romantic way. Yeah, we did that, which was wrong. You know, now I wish I would have lost my virginity to someone I loved, someone I cared about, someone who cared about me, someone who wasn't tricking me just to, you know, play me like a fiddle. She played a fiddle in an Irish band and fell in love with an Englishman. But seriously, man, when I think about it, it is really messed up. So messed up. So then she started teaching me how to drive, started buying me things. I guess, I don't know if she was doing it to be nice or she was doing it to keep me at bay. You know, man, I got it made. This lady's hooking me up. She's buying me cigarettes. She's taking me to learn how to drive. She's doing all these nice things for me. I got the life. But it was bullshit. It was all to, it was grooming me, basically. Love bombing me. Now, I know she wasn't a narcissist. Or maybe she was. I don't know. I didn't stick around long enough. But not everyone's a narcissist. I just, she had traits. That love bomb and shit. But that was it for a different motive. She, her motive was to get in my pants. Which is what a lot of old people do when they're doing that to young people. Which is sick in the head and they should be shot. Uh, they should be shot. So fast forward, we're at a party. She's having a party and there's a bunch of people there. Some of my friends. And uh, there's a girl I like that's there too. And she knows I like her. 
uh, a little fact, I have this huge, well, I used to have this huge Asian love, you know, I don't want to call it a fetish, I loved Asian girls, I thought they were beautiful as hell, I still do, everyone's beautiful in their own way, let's get that straight, everybody is beautiful, I don't care who you are, it ain't about your looks, it's about who you are inside, looks is bullshit, Look, don't, looks don't mean nothing, but it is nice to be attracted to someone, I will say looks don't matter, but each person prefers a certain look for them. Anyway, that's not part of the point. I've run out of breath on these. <laughs> I think I forget to breathe. Or it's because I want to breathe through my nose, but then you'll hear my nose breathing too. Like either way, I'm breathing. So anyway, we're at this party. Her party, she threw it. It's at the same place where all that went down. And there's the girl that I'm attracted to. And she knows it. And she, I go to the kitchen. There's about 20 people there. And I, so, you know, not everyone's paying attention to what everyone's doing. So I go to the kitchen. And she's like, promise me you won't do anything with that girl. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. Okay, and uh, you know the night goes on. I get drunker and drunker, and uh, me and the girl—I don't want to say her name—we wind up kissing, and holy smokes, shit hits the fan, kind of. Um, I can't remember if we slept there that night or she drove us all home. I think she drove us all home. It was like, what were we drinking in the middle of the day? That's crazy. I really don't think we slept there. We must have been drinking early in the day. And then she drove us home. And uh, in the car, she just is looks enraged. She has this face of hatred and pissed offness. And she looks over at me. I'm in the passenger seat. And she's like, you promised. And I was like, oh, shit. There's like three of my friends in the backseat and her young daughter there, too. And she, and she's like, you promised. And driving like a maniac. And her younger daughter is like, what's wrong with my mommy? Me and her daughter were kind of cool. Not cool, but I don't, for some reason, little kids always looked up to me like I'm fun. Maybe because I'm goofy, I'm not like that super strict, super, I am a manly dad type. I'm goofy, you know, I could joke, uh, kids could relate to me. And she's like, what's wrong with my mommy? And I was like, oh, I think she's just upset about whatever, like, <laughs> I think she's upset with your dad or some shit like that, because they were fighting, and I blamed it on that. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell the real reason. Your mom's mad because uh, I kissed a girl that was my age, and she's jealous. But, uh, yeah, so I covered up with that, and she dropped us off, and that was embarrassing. She should have hid that. She should not have, you know, you're the one who has everything at stake. You're the one who will go to jail, not me. I, like, you shouldn't be freaking out like this. So she drops me off, I get out, boom, 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 everyone goes home, and then fast forward, she has another party, a Halloween party, and my friend shows up, and he's kind of my friend, he's like an acquaintance, 
it, he's one of them people we all just kind of don't like because he's an asshole. He's a womanizer. He's a pervert. All he thinks about is using girls and being a pig. I'm not a big fan of him. He's okay. He just he don't realize what a scum he is. <laughs> That's <laughs> I love you, bro, but you gotta you gotta start understanding how to treat girls and people. You know, they're not just objects. They're people that want love and they want to be cared for. But he's a fucking pig. I know, I talk too open on these podcasts, but that's what it's all about. So anyway, he knocks on the door and we're all in the kitchen, all my friends and me. And uh, she's like, she tells him he can't come to the party. And we're like, well, that's weird. Like, we didn't love him, but we didn't hate him enough where we didn't want him to come to the party. We didn't care. He could have came. And he looks at her with the most evil look ever. And we're like, what the hell is going on? And she's looking at him like, no, you're not allowed here. And we're like, what? So he leaves. And he looks furious. And we all feel kind of bad for him. Like, what the fuck is that about? Why can't he come to the party? And we can't tell her to let him come. It's her house. And fast forward, we find out he tells me the reason he was so mad is because him and her also slept together. And I was like, no way, bro. No way. And the reason this is so crazy is because... What that means is that he's a victim too. He's, she's not just preying on me. She's preying on other kids. Now, I doubt he has the same sentiment I have about it. Now, looking back, I'm like, man, that is so messed up. Can't believe someone would do that to me. The prey, the the creepiness, the... Praying on a kid's vulnerability. And if you get his perspective, he's probably like, yeah, man, I, yeah, I banged her. That was awesome. You get what I'm saying? That's kind of where we both are as people. Me, I think it's horrible. I think what she did is really screwed up. I'm not messed up over it, but I know it's wrong. Him, you, bro, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm a pimp, da 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 that basically ex- explains what I meant when I said he's like a womanizer and all that. And uh, I didn't believe him at the time. I was like, yeah, whatever. You're only saying that because I told you I did that. But now I do believe him because the way he looked at her with that hatred. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. You know, like. Uh, you slept with me and now I can't even come to this party. I guess she liked me more than him. <laughs> Out of the kids. He was, I think he's a little older than me, though, but still, regardless, it was still not legal. But, man, if you guys, if anyone listening has been through this, or don't, don't really know what to do, it's really your call, you know, if it's something that happens over time... It's a your call, you know, whether you want to report it or not. I didn't want to. I didn't feel damaged. I didn't feel 
broken. I didn't, I had full control. I could have punched her in the face. But, you know, I wasn't messed up over it. I didn't even think of it as, you know, I knew it was bad, but I didn't think of it as that bad. But now I know it was really bad. But I wouldn't say I was broken over it enough where I wanted to go tell the cops and all that. But if you do feel like that, you have got to do it because you're never going to forget it. Obviously, uh, it's not something you're gonna that's going to leave your head ever, you know. I, ha I don't even forget the regular times with regular girls. So what makes you think you're going to forget that from someone really cringy? You got to tell someone. You got to at least try to get them in trouble, go to jail, whatever it is. Because we got to protect our kids. We got to protect the youth because there's a lot of creeps out there. And uh, getting away with things that they should not be getting away with. And they'll take advantage of you. Don't buy that bullshit they tell you about how you're so beautiful and all that crap. It's bullshit. They're making you feel good. They want you to trust them. They want you to feel safe with them. You're not safe with them. They're creeps. They deserve to be in jail. And I don't know. I think subconsciously in some way this shit did screw me up. Not in a way where I have PTSD or... Or, you know, I'm not crying in the middle of the night or nothing like that. But in some way, psychologically, it definitely played an effect on who I am today. Maybe it's one of the reasons why I was so jealous. I used to be a really jealous person. Maybe it's sometimes I get really grumpy. I don't know. Who knows? You know, who knows what cause and effect it had on me, but I definitely think it affected me in some way. I, I believe everything you go through affects you. Not everything, but a lot of life, you know, big life events affect you. That's what I believe. So why not this? So after that, we all kind of like split up. That was like one of the last parties, and then everyone kind of just split up. You know, I still hung with my friends and all, but we, we stopped talking to them. I, she met some guy her own age. She met a guy her own age. And then she kind of just said, fuck everyone. So, which basically leads me to believe that she only hung with everyone so she could bang little kids. But, man. Now... I don't know. I'm trying to put myself in her perspective, but I cannot, man. I could not. Can you imagine? I couldn't put my head in that headspace. No fucking way. I don't. Even, I tried googling her. There was a picture of her online on Google a while ago, but I tried it again. It's not there anymore. I don't know. What, she kind of like fell off the planet. I still see her ex-husband and her daughters, my old friends. I still see them on Facebook here and there. I'm not in their friends, but, you know, God forbid if they ever heard this. <laughs> God forbid. I do not want that. But I got to speak my truth. And these podcasts are therapy for me. I like getting that truth out. You know, I got to be honest with myself and with you guys. Because if it's a fraud, then it's fake. Then it's, it's bullshit. It's fugazi. What's the point? We got to be real, but I really 
man, even if you don't talk to a professional, if something happened to you, reach out to me. And I promise, you know, whatever you tell me will be discreet between me and you and no one else. It's going to hurt. I don't want to hear it. You know, it's going to hurt to hear. But if you need to talk to someone, please reach out to me. I can relate. I can be in here at least if that's what you need. But you shouldn't keep this to yourself because it's damaging. And who knows, maybe a creep is still in your life that you don't want in your life no more. And you got to get that out. You got to get that out. So, but guys, please don't go to the cops with this. I do not want to go to court. I'm too old and it's been too long. And uh, yeah, I do not want this to see the day of light. I only want it to be for people who need to hear it. People who are scared. If you've been through it, you got to know that a lot of people have this and they don't, they don't say nothing. And they just wind up living with this forever and they turn out really depressed or fucked up in the head because they never got that help. They kept it bottled inside. They kept it locked away thinking maybe they'll forget it. You're never going to forget it. You ain't. You're not. You know, I, I remember every sexual experience I had, even the good ones, you know, the ones that weren't illegal. So what makes you think you're going to forget a horrible one? Um, shit, I'll go to your house and beat the mofo up. No, I won't. I can't do that. But I would love to if I could. Um, yeah, just take care of yourselves, guys. Be safe. Be cautious of who you talk to. Um, not everyone has ill intent, but you could see the red flags. And, uh, watch out for those red flags. So next week... On the podcast, if anyone wants to be a guest, let me know. I've been wanting to get guests on here, but everybody's scared. And not only scared, but it's also a time thing. You know, I have a busy schedule, and they have a busy schedule. And I could do it through the phone or through Zoom, but I'd prefer them come here and do it in person because it's it's more, you know, it's going to sound better audio-wise. And it's more personable when I can look them in the face. And just talk about different shit. But, yeah, guys. I love you. Take it easy. Please subscribe to my other channel. Made Andrew Reacts. This is the podcast channel where we talk about all things, all different subjects. Quite random. But, you know, for the most part, it's stories of my life experiences. Sometimes we talk about music. Sometimes we talk about just whatever's going on that day. But I love you guys, and I've been yapping a lot, all right? I've been yapping a lot. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome. I love you. Peace.